Welcome to Snooze, which is a podcast created by Our Ladies Catholic College. And today we have Shane Ogle and Tom Marby from McGill Productions. And we have a series of questions we'd like to ask the both of you. Excellent. Um, are you going to start with some just random quick fire questions? Oh. They are not exactly, no, they're not like related to any of this. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, summer or winter? Summer or winter? Yeah. Definitely summer. Okay, movies or series? I, I'd, I'm moving to movies at the minute because there's too many um, emotional, like sensationalised documentaries that you don't get reality from. So yeah, movies at the moment. Um, city or countryside? Oh, these are quite good questions. Um, I'd say countryside actually at the minute. Yeah. Um, music or silence? Music definitely. Sweet or sour? Sour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Why don't you tell us a bit more on what led you in the direction of creating McGill Productions? Well, yeah, that's um, an interesting process. So I started um, a gym called Kaizen Academy. It's on Bulk Road. It's a mixed martial arts academy. And um, basically we have uh, fighters who compete all over Europe and, and the country. And what we did differently there, and, and this is the important part, is we, we created a gym where we wanted everyone to be able to go so like a mixed martial arts gyms usually stereotypically you know the tough rough men with tattoo tattoos and you know like a, a bad environment so what we've tried to create and, and this is kind of branding is we create this white gym so inside it, it's got white mats it's got um white t- um smart tvs on the walls um and it, well, it did have a view galaxy that's that's changed now and um and we had a viewing gallery so people could watch and parents could watch and you know students can watch uh, have a coffee and socialize so we wanted to open it up to different kinds of people because um like i said the stereotypical gym it feels quite threatening to to go to so um what we did there is we, we did all this we made it look really good and then it's all about distribution so like when you've got a business it's not just you've got a business you've got to make people want to come to your business so you know, we did obviously posts, we had images, you know, and, and like they say, obviously, um, images do really well, but video, in, in my opinion, can kind of, you can, you can hear, you can, you can see what's going on in a, like you can see and feel the environment more. So Harry was at university, Lancaster University, studying uh, first class, uh, he got first class honours in art, so he was studying art, um, and we was looking for a videographer, and, um, we found Harry at the university and uh, we brought him down and uh, he captured some videos for us and uh, the process was totally different back then. You, you, had, you didn't have this camera, that's um, just had a, a DLSR camera and uh, we did some videos. He also did some videos for my other businesses and then um, from there we um, he was leaving uni and I was like, I quite enjoyed the process of like creating ideas and stuff and I was like, look, we've got to do something. Um, you know, he was applying for some editing jobs in um, in London, and I was like, "You've got to come with us." So we pitched to him. It was me and a, another friend, and uh, that's how it came about. We created McGill Productions, and uh, yeah, here we are a few years later. Um, did you always know what you're going to do when you left school? No, no. <laughs> I was literally a labourer. And then I went into, where, where my career changed, I was uh, worked in a mobile phone shop 
and it was a, a basic mobile phone shop. And I turned this mobile phone shop from being a really successful, successful shop to um, should I mention? I don't know. I turned the shop around anyway from earning pretty much nothing to being really lucrative. And then I started on my own uh, with that phone shop, and we opened in Kendall, uh, Manchester. Um, was just actually about to open in Birmingham until COVID, and then uh, in Nottingham. And with that, what happened was it was some, uh, so it was my company, um, me and my business partners, but it was branded Samsung. It was actually Nokia originally, but then um, we, we turned into Samsung. But I always felt like I didn't have control of the destiny of that company. So if Samsung decided not to, how it worked was you had a Samsung phone, you needed repairing, we'd repair it under warranty, or it'd be an out of warranty repair, and you'd sell some products. Um, and if that, they're in charge of my destiny and I didn't like that. I didn't like go to sleep at night thinking, you know, there could be some economic shift which changed like last year, which actually did happen. Um, and it could take it away from me and I'm kind of left with square one, you know, back into square one or, or maybe just with my experience that I got from there. So I, I ventured into some, some other stuff and I opened the salon, which was not really what I um, planned to do, but it was more of an investment. So my way on Prestige in town, don't know if you know it, Prestige Salon and Barbers. Um, and then my actually McGill's office is on the top floor. We have a loft office up, up the top there. And then so no, the answer is on the short. No, I didn't know what I was going to do. All I know is that I get really excited about things, and um, this is my pure um, job that I do um, literally every single day, every night, and it doesn't feel like work. It's just a really fun experience. So, did you have a part-time job during school, and if so, what did you think you learned from it? That's a good one, though, actually. Yeah, that's a, there's something actually really important about that. So, I worked at Sainsbury's when I was, did you have to work there at 15? Maybe 60, anyway, I was 16-ish years old, 15. I was still at, um, in the sixth form here, and um, one of the biggest things, I also think it's a, a trait of mine, like, I always feel like I've got to honour my word, like, I don't, um, but like at Sainsbury's, it was all about obviously customer service, and I used to um, love, like, like I'm pretty fussy. If I get bad customer service, I'll let them know. Like I will tell people like that service is terrible. So like everything from from my gym to McGill's to to the salon, the customer service is fantastic to, to the to the shops. So like from Sainsbury's, it was they always taught you about like you looking after the customer, and I used to get like this pride of like looking after someone on the till. And, you go, and they go to the sea, I thought, oh, he was such a lovely guy. So, like, from Sainsbury's, yeah, that's something I definitely took from um, from that job was, you know, customer service. And, and obviously, in any, any business, well, most businesses, you've got to look after your customer. You, you want them to come back. You've got to impress them with the product. You've got to impress them with the communication. You've got to impress them with, you know, literally every single facet that you, you kind of interact with them. So, and obviously managing problems and stuff. So, that, that's a good question. That's... Um, something I did learn from, from my part-time job. Do you still live locally? If so, why did you choose to set up your business here? I did move away. I lived in Manchester for a few years, um, but for some reason, this place keeps you, I think you was in Oldham, wasn't you? Yes. Yeah. Um, something great about Lancaster. We're not far from anything, you know, you got, like you say, you got the countryside, the Lake District, you got our own countryside, which is not too far. Um, so yeah, I, I live in Lancaster and something just drags me back and just so connected you know London's two, two and a bit hours on a train you know the weather's not great I agree but we luckily get to travel with our job um, so yeah I live locally and 
yeah, we're connected. It doesn't mean I, I potentially won't ever move, but um, I like it here. It's a good place, and there's opportunities. And especially with the remote working world now that 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 uh, COVID has brought on, it's literally, you know, um, you can work anywhere. I, I was talking to someone. Some Google execs have moved up to Boltony Sands um, because they looked on a map and they wanted to somewhere which was like near the Lake District, which was which was safe, which was you know it had had the amenities. It wasn't too far from everything. So yeah, it's uh, I like Lancaster. Uh, how did COVID and lockdown affect you and your business, or businesses? Um, yeah, well, it closed one down, which was three shops. So that was the the, the phone shops, which I wasn't too bothered about. And um, it was, I think you have two options. Obviously, we all go for that front phase, you know, like we like for God's sake, you know, like unmotivated, maybe a bit uninspired. And like you get over that after a few weeks, and then you're like, right, what can we do to make this this situation better so it's just just about improving you know like just right okay let's read some books let's listen to some audio books on storytelling managing actors um you know learning more about seo learning more about um you know even even understanding how a camera works you know it's like it's about retooling sometimes or, or getting better at what you're good at or seeing what the new trends are and uh yeah a big thing for for me in that time was just i like to be inspired by people so i like audio books audio books are my I must have listened to two or three hundred audio books now and just getting the information from people who've done things and achieved things and have great lives so and yeah so that's so it was it was I'd like to go for it again <laughs> but um it was fun we, we did all right actually we like you say obviously the government helped out well the taxpayer helped out with a lot of uh, a lot of businesses and uh, printed some money for us so yeah stressful but we learned a lot, didn't we? Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Okay. Well, um, thank you for speaking to us today. Um, we have got a treat for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. It might be a bit warm. Kind of oh, we love sweets it out. Molly's going to be so happy. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, thank you very much. We'll uh, we'll share them later on, won't we, Tom? Certainly will. <laughs> oh, I might just eat it myself. Thank you very much. That's good. Yeah, thank you for the, the questions.